to The Mob Show. I'm Mason on Business Startups Q here. This is how I do things. Big ideas for small budgets. Let's get to it. So in this podcast, I'm talking about extreme ownership that is taking control of the entire process in your business or in your task from A to B and overseeing it and taking complete responsibility when it fails. If that's something you want to find out more about, check out the podcast. Everything that goes wrong in your business is your fault. And if you can get your head around it, that's how you can get better. So that's what I've been uh, discussing with a number of franchisees I have uh, through my own company uh, who have their own stores and looking at them where they have problems with things like recruitment, where they have problems with sales, revenue, whatever. If they're not implementing the systems or processes that we do at the main company, if they're not doing those things and you know, at 7, 8 p.m., they haven't done those things, they haven't planned for the next day those things, and they just switch off, then they are responsible for their own failures. And this is something that very often in business we fail to grasp. We have ego in the way, oh, someone else, oh they didn't do this, or I showed them what to do, I did this. As a leader, taking ownership means taking control of the whole situation from start to finish. Taking, yeah, taking control. And especially when you're the owner of a business, if you're truly going to be credible, you've got to accept every good day, but you've got to accept every bad day. If it's a good day, you take the plaudits, yeah? Oh, yeah, I know, my business is doing really well. Yeah, thank you very much. Sales are down. Revenue's down. Team's demotivated. People leaving you. That's your fault, too. You can't just take the good with, you know, good without the bad. You've got to take the bad and the good. But by taking the bad, by accepting that, hey, do you know what? If I'm better, the people beneath me are better, the people beneath them are better, the system works better, then you don't have to take as much ownership on a negative line. And I got this from reading a book recently uh, called Extreme Ownership by two ex-Navy SEALs, guys. And they know they now go and they train um, business corporations. They go and hit the boardrooms and they, they present people and they say effectively, okay, right, so thanks for getting us in here. Let's see how we can help. Oh, by the way, it's your fault. And they get a lot of resistance at first. And then eventually they sort of break people down and they realise, yeah, you know what? It probably is my fault. That's why the business is struggling. Uh, so... It's give an example. I've speaking to one of the franchisees recently who had an issue with um, recruitment. I've got a guy who's, who's ducked out early on a Monday one morning, called in sick or whatever, and he's gone and taken a job interview. Now, that's unethical. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's ethics behind that, and that person's got to ask himself, is that what a future leader does? Does a future leader pull a sickie, let someone else down, so the, the person who runs a small business shop can't open, um, so they can go and see if they can get a better job elsewhere? That's a bit snidey. That's unethical, and that kind of character trait is not something that's going to get you on very far in life. But you need to have systems and control in place in case things like that happen. As a leader, you've got to go, what does happen if something like that happens? You know, I can't not have the business open, so it means you have to invest more in, in staffing, additional staffing. And by investing more in additional staffing, do you know what else happens? People are more motivated to come into work because they're not going to work on their own all day. We used to have this, so we used to have, uh, all of our shops were um, single-handedly run, which is fine, you know, if there are days when that's all you need. There are parts of the day, long parts of it that's all you need. But just to have that extra bit of um, human interaction throughout the course of the day, to let them go for a, you know, go and do something or help them with something, that's very valuable and it produces a more motivated member of staff. So, um, yes, there is bad ethics behind what the individual did, but there's also a failure in leadership to not have the systems in control in place. So, there, you know, that's how you look at it. And so... If, that, if someone does choose to be unethical, a business shouldn't suffer because of one person's you know, negligent attitude towards things. But then you can look at it and go, well, it's the leader's fault. 
he's negligent because he didn't put those systems in place. And you'd be right to suggest that too. Uh, there's, 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 a, you know, there's a host of ways to look at it. But if, when you start to go, I, so I spoke to him and he said, oh, no, I spoke to him, he said, I said, you know, everything okay? He goes, yeah, no, really happy. And I said, okay, well, that's what he tells you because you're his boss. But the reality is, is you've got to take that with a pinch of salt and have a reality check and go, I could ask a member of staff who hates their job and they go, how's things? And they'll go, yeah, no, good. Of course they're not happy. Oh, um, horrible weather, just driving to work. So you've got to take with a pinch of salt, but they're never going to be as motivated as you are. Well, you've got to be super motivated because it's your business and the bug stops with you. So how does ownership affect other parts of the business? And how can, if you're not, if you don't own your own business and you're thinking, well, how can I utilize these skills like extreme ownership, taking control of something? I'll give you an example. Uh, we were on a retail business, so someone comes into the shop and says, hey, I've got, um, have you got one of these things for one of those? Have you got a, a blue widget? And a, a very average member of staff would go, no, no, sorry, we haven't, I'm afraid. And then there's this really awkward silence, which to me is way more awkward and way weirder than going, let me see if someone else has. Let me see if another shop has. Let me see if I can get one ordered in. Do you want to give you a call when I can get one in? I think I've got one. I can see if I can see if I can get one ordered in for you. Loads of ways. It makes more sense to me to do all the other stuff. And not just from a business you know, head, it's just less weird. Imagine that. Hi there, have you got this? Nope. And then just stare at them. It's odd. But that happens an incredible amount of times in so many businesses. And then the customer has to bloody ask you, well, where can I get it from? Can you get it in for me? They shouldn't be asking that. They're not the professional. You're the professional. And you should be, you should be finding resolutions for them. And the moment you start trying to find resolutions with people, you become value in their eyes. You become value. So you might think, hey, you know what? I just work part-time. How can I, you know, how am I a value? We are a value. And the moment you start showing to that customer and those people you're, you're adding value, the moment you become worth more to the company you work for, and the moment they want to start protecting you more and start giving you more opportunities. And this is about ownership. So someone comes in and asks for a blue widget, you haven't got it in, you go, you know what? One second, let me wait there. I was going to give head office a call. You call up head office. You find out if they've got any in. You find out where we, you can get them from. You can find out what price they'd be. You can find out what day they'd be. You tell head office, no, I don't want you running around. I'll get this sorted. I'm gonna, I want to make sure this lady gets told exactly what it is, when it is, and how she can get it. So I don't want to leave it in anyone else's hands. And there's two reasons why that is. One, because you want to take ownership of it and make sure it gets done in a more efficient way. Two, you don't want to burden people with, it, with additional stuff. Um, actually, there's a third way. Because often if you do leave it in other people's hands, you don't know if it's been resolved properly. And the chances are, you're gonna be the one in next time when she asks again, well, is it, is it come in now? You go, uh, 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 and it's really awkward. You don't wanna be putting yourself through that. So by working a bit smarter, your life's a little bit easier. But you also make people happier. And surely we wanna make people happy, yeah? People don't expect amazing customer service. They expect a certain standard. But very often they don't get that certain standard. So if you could deliver exceptional customer service, you give them a small win for the day that makes them happy about making the decision to come into your store. And you build a nice bond and you build, you know, you build job security for yourself. You build the opportunity to impress someone, like your, you know, your, your superiors when they do your appraisal. And you get promoted and you can earn more money and you can get on in life. So that's ownership, taking ownership of something. So not just leaving it to other people, but physically making sure it's done and not burdening anyone else, but just making sure it's all done and sorted. That's an example. And you do that because it would impress no end, anyone. If you rang my head office up like that, you, if, you, if you work for me right now and you listen to these podcasts, if you called up my head office and you're resolving a situation like that, I'd be 
straight away, this this guy, this girl, we're taking care of them because they're taking care of us. And that's how things happen in life. There's no special agenda. There's no Masonic Lodge. There's no, oh, it's because, you know, they know this person. No, no, no. It's because the people that get on are the ones that do that just naturally. But you can do that too. So let's look at another level. Managers. How often do managers, uh, businesses, you ask them to recruit for you and they just kind of, they do a half-assed job very often until you really start to train them. And, you know, we had early managers that aren't with us anymore and that's what they would do. Now we try and start to train them. But if you're a manager, think about this. Someone says to you above you, hey, you need more staff. So you put a job advert out and you go, yeah, put the advert out. What are you really doing? Are you taking ownership of that situation or are you just doing the bare minimum so you've done your job? And by doing the bare minimum, you know full well that someone else is going to have to clean up this. Someone else is going to have to finish this and execute this job. You're a manager. Execute. So what does that mean doing? Okay, well, do you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to start posting messages on my Facebook. I'm going to go knock on other doors. I'm going to go and ask people if they know someone who's, who, my customers, they know someone who's looking for work, who's got these sort of skills. I'm going to make, I'm going to make it my, my core target to try and achieve this. I'm going to take ownership of this because I don't rely on anyone else. The buck stops with you. That's taking ownership. And also, when you're not there, doesn't, you can't always be there, making sure there are systems and plans in place. Like I said about the shop not being open for the franchisee because the staff member uh, didn't turn up. Making sure you've got those things in place that when you're not there, the, the whole process gets continues to be executed in a way that can be monitored, uh, measured, and overseen. That's what extreme ownership is all about. Start taking ownership of your own mistakes, your own problems. So, what's got me thinking about this? Interesting book, say, Leif Babbitt and Jocko Willick, uh, Extreme Ownership, 2X Navy SEALs, Military Leadership, very applicable skills. I mean, let's think about one of the most fundamental military skills in the world, cover and move. So when someone puts down covering fire while you move forward to an objective, but that's business, isn't it? You get someone to, you delegate a task so they can do that, which allows you to work on the business and not in the business. And then you find someone else to delegate the next sort of task you create for yourself. And then you move on again, cover and move. Military principles are very, very applicable to uh, the world of work. And that's what this book's all about. So uh, check it out. That's my little uh, morning podcast, Taking Extreme Ownership. How do you want to get on in life? How do you want to improve your lot? Take ownership, whether or not you're a manager, a director, the Saturday kid. There's opportunities to take ownership all across the business. And if you do that, People will see that and you'll get on in life. And that's the difference between winners and winners. Thanks for listening to today's show. Check us out online, themobshow.com. Check us on Twitter, the underscore mob show. Always chucking out bits of advice there. And follow our journey of setting up a CBD shop in the cannabis space, Instagram at local CBD shop. Or you can find ourselves on Instagram, the underscore mob show.